RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. You may have seen news in the last week or so that folic acid is to be added to bread-making flour from August to prevent birth defects. So why is this happening? What is folic acid? Do we need to have this added to our bread supply as some sort of mass medication effort from ultimately our government? Well, someone who can speak to this and give us some good information is Dr. Ben Lynch, who joins me from Seattle, Washington State in the U.S., Dr. Lynch, welcome to our radio station. Thanks for making some time for us. Absolutely, Paul. Okay, so me reading out that little news story, I don't know if you're aware of that or, or that's the first time you've heard it, but why why would this be some sort of effort? Is there any need, first of all, for this substance to be added in a way that mass medicates? Well, A, I don't, underst- I don't know the incidence of neural tube defects and birth complications in New Zealand. Um, But I will say that regardless of the incidence, whether it's high or not, um, I am not a proponent of folic acid fortification at all. Um, In fact, I actually urge people to avoid it. And the reason being is folic acid is is not even found on the planet anywhere. Uh, It was created in the 80s um, because of indus- industrialized uh, food production strips out the natural folate that is found in, in our grains and in our food. And so but when you make commercial breads, you're left with nonsense, you know, white flours. And so instead of saying, okay, we're actually going to keep the nutrients on the whole grains and then the shelf life of the bread will go down. No, they said, well, we're going to actually go in the lab and synthesize a compound instead that mimics nature, but isn't natural at all. And the research that was actually done on folic acid to see if it was safe was done on mice. And mice can process folic acid into the body's natural form of folate. But humans, uh, it's very, very different than in mice. It's actually about 800 times slower and humans to be able to process synthetic folic acid into a usable form of folate in the human body. And that's not even the worst of it. Um, You need natural folates to support neurotransmitters so you can think um, and have positive emotions and, 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 you know, calm when you're after being, you know, pissed off or what have you. Um, You also need uh, actual real folates to support your cardiovascular system and you know blood pressure and blood flow and when you take synthetic folic acid these you know your neurotransmitters and your blood flow can be compromised and the research is not nearly enough to show the negatives there's all this positive stuff on folic acid but it makes me wonder who's actually doing these uh, research studies because when i was actually researching heavily about the use of folic acid i have found negative papers and um they're few and far between. But when I when I surveyed thousands of people through my newsletter list over the years, I I asked them, what was the one thing that I've taught you over the years that's been the most beneficial? And by far, the number one response was to avoid synthetic folic acid. Wow. Okay. So that testing you mentioned done on mice, that seems to happen quite a bit, doesn't it? The yes, it does. Testing's done on animals that don't end up actually using it. Would they have known about that absorption 
ratio or issue that you mentioned? Well, there's a there's actually a great paper. I, I linked an article in an email earlier today um, to your team. And uh, there's a there's an article I've written called Folic Acid Side Effects. And it's not really side effects. It's more actually the mechanisms of, of how folic acid can be problematic in the humans. And there's a research paper in there, uh, a citation that says uh, the enzyme that is needed to process folic acid into a usable form of folate by your body is you know, six to 800 times slower in humans um, compared to mice. And, um, you know, I could probably look up that paper really fast here on my computer, but I won't put the clicky clack on your, on your show. Um, but it's, they, they were very concerned about it. And so humans can process folic acid. It's just, it's just problematic. You can do about 125 micrograms at a time. So humans typically eat, you know, quite a bit more than that in one serving. So Americans are, are pretty gluttonous uh, population. We're I don't know about Kiwis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, when I was in New Zealand back in 95, you, a lot of you guys were not so gluttonous. I don't know about nowadays. Um, but, uh, you know, so you, a lot of pe more people are consuming more folic acid than their enzyme can actually process. So you think, okay, well, what do you mean by process? I mean that Folic acid is that has no biological effect in a human at all. Nothing. It has to be transformed into a usable form of folate called dihydrofolate. And there's multiple forms of folate, but dihydrofolate is the first form that folic acid transforms into. And that enzyme that is very slow in humans is called dihydrofolate reductase because it reduces folic acid into this dihydrofolate form. And then from there, it goes on to tetrahydrofolate, then another type, and then another type, and then another type. And that last type of folate is called methylfolate. And methylfolate is, is actually composes about 80% of your blood level of folate. So 80% of the blood type of folate in, your, in humans is called methylfolate. And the difference between folic acid and methylfolate is a simple carbon compound with three hydrogens, and that's called a methyl. So you have folic acid as no methyl group and methylfolate, which is comprises again, 80% of humans blood type of folate is called methylfolate. And it has that methyl group. And you're like, well, what's the big deal behind that? Well, the big deal is <laughs> neural tube defects and spina bifida problems are caused by, get this, a methylation deficiency. Well, what's methylation? A methylation deficiency. Methylation is a process whereby your body takes a methyl group and it adds it to a specific compound. When women are deficient in methyl compounds, birth defects can occur, miscarriages can occur, all sorts of problems can occur. So why would we use a compound that, that doesn't have a methyl group on it when <laughs> currently we have methylfolate readily available or we also have another uh, form of folate called folinic acid, which is also uh, readily available and used by the human body. And it only has to be transformed by one enzyme into methylfolate. So it, it's, it boggles my mind why they don't use folinic acid. They'll say that methylfolate is more expensive. It is. Um, in the supplement industry, methylfolate is cost about $13,000 a kilo. Folinic acid is about a thousand bucks a kilo. And then folic acid is about five bucks a kilo. 
But when you're looking at human health and you actually want to reduce the incidence of spina bifida or neural tube defects, well, there's. I was looking for a comparative study, a meta-analysis that looked at the incidence of, of spina bifida and neural tube defects properly over the years in various different types of populations. And the incidence of neural tube defects, according to this massive meta-analysis of looking at all these different types of research papers, the reduction was insignificant. Hmm. Insignificant. So a lot of other research papers will say, oh, it's a significant difference. But you know, when you look at a meta-analysis and looking, it's looking at thousands and thousands and thousands of different types of people from all different walks of life, all different uh, countries, um, you know, it's uh, it's a big deal. And then we haven't talked about the harms of folic acid. So I want to go through with that, but uh, I think the five dollars a kilo is probably <laughs> has a lot to do with it, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it 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 would. But you know, why can't we all just educate the population? You know, so if if people are having difficulties conceiving, which they are, I mean, testosterone levels are plummeting because of plastics and stressors and cell phones and what have you and sitting all the time and, and multiple reasons, but, uh, you know, using a compound that is not actually doing the job and giving it to everyone, regardless if they need it or not, it's like putting Prozac in our water because we were a little bit stressed out, you know, or we're maybe a little bit depressed over, you know, certain periods of life, you know, a certain subset of the population has got a little bit of depression. So let's just throw some Prozac in the water. Well, Ben, that's different. Well, is it really when folic acid does make a significant biochemical, physiological impact on a human? And when you remove the folic acid, you're actually, your neurotransmitters work better. And let you want to talk about some of the negatives or some big yeah, negatives? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to go through them given yeah. we are anticipating what I mentioned in August. Yeah. Yeah. So again, 80% of the body's form of folate in the blood is called methylfolate. Neural tube defects are caused by a methylation deficiency. Folic acid is not methylated. So if, if you are giving folic acid to, to people who have methylation deficiencies, it could actually mask a methylation problem and you could have a, uh, it could mask a B12 deficiency which you need, have you ever heard of methylcobalamin? No, that, I haven't. No. Yeah. So methylcobalamin is the active form, well, an active form of methyl uh, B12, of, of vitamin B12 in the human body. So, and you hear that compound again, methyl, and a cobalamin is the B12 component. So it's, it's the methylated compound of B12. And if you are taking unmethylated folic acid, it can actually cause uh, a deficiency um, that is unrecognized uh, by doctors of B12. So you can have a vitamin B12 deficiency, which is a serious problem. And so a lot of doctors recommend that they um, people use uh, vitamin B12 alongside folic acid to prevent that. But they're not putting B12 in these foods either. They're just putting folic acid. So masking B12 deficiency is one harm. Another harm is folic acid is in order for a compound to have a physiological effect, it has to bind to a receptor. A receptor is a docking site for vitamins and minerals and other compounds in your body. 
So histamine, we all know about histamine. Histamine does nothing in the body unless it binds to receptor. If it binds to receptor, you get allergies or whatever, right? So if it doesn't bind to a receptor, you don't get allergies. That's what antihistamines do. Antihistamines prevent you from having allergies and other histamine-related symptoms by blocking histamine from binding to the receptor. That's what it does. Right. Folic acid can bind to the folate receptor, preventing your body's primary form of folate, methylfolate, from docking to the receptor. So, so using up all the docking sites, let's say. It's using up all the docking sites so you don't get a physiological effect. And not only that, but a lot of compounds are transported in the blood. So these are transport proteins. So these transport proteins shuttle the, the nutrients throughout the body and into breast milk as well. So folic acid will bind to these folate binding proteins, preventing the real folate from docking to them and being delivered into the breast milk of the mother, which means now the baby is not getting true folate because the baby, the only nutrition it's getting is from its mother if it's being breastfed. Yeah. And all, all uh, formulas are also synthetic in using folic acid. I've been wanting to make a uh, infant... Uh, formula using methylfolate, but here in the United States, it's impossible for me to make an infant formula, unfortunately. Um, so the baby is now getting folate deficient, true folate deficient. So it's um, it's a nightmare. So what do you do? You know, you, in essence, you know, you, 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 if you limit eating the enriched foods, that's great. Because if you look at the foods that are enriched with folic acid, it's commercial breads, it's, um, well, flour, actually, it's going to be your flour, all your flour. So even if you're cooking at home, you're most likely going to be buying flour that's enriched with folic acid. So that's, that's the problem. You might be able to find flour without the folic acid, but maybe not. So let's say you've, you're a fan of bread and you're like, oh, this is horrible. I want to avoid folic acid. I really should avoid it. Well, it's not a death sentence because your body can process the folic acid, albeit slowly. So if you do consume folic acid, it'll just take a few days for it to, you know, you know, transform in your body and you eliminate it. So, you know, that doesn't, that ideally you don't eat a bunch of folic acid every single day um, because you are going to be reducing your docking sites for real folate. You're going to be reducing your receptor sites for real folate and you're going to be masking um, problems and, and you're actually, your neurotransmitters um, are not going to be working as effectively because there's a whole nother um, issue behind this. And, and that is the ability to create, no, the ability to, well, create neurotransmitters from a compound called biopterin. And biopterin is necessary to make your dopamine, your norepinephrine, that's necessary to make your serotonin, it's necessary to make your nitric oxide. You've probably heard of nitroglycerin. Yeah. Um, used in cardiac, uh, you know, emergency cases or a medication. And, uh, so nitric oxide, uh, synthesis or the creation of nitric oxide uses the same enzyme that folic acid goes through in order to uh, make the nitric oxide. So if your dihydrofolate reductase enzyme isn't functioning very well because you're consuming a lot of folic acid then your ability to make nitric oxide and various neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin also go down. So you become dumber with higher cardiovascular risk. This is not good. None of this sounds good at all. It makes you no. wonder. It's, it's so illogical. 
It wow. is very illogical. And public health, frankly, is... <clears throat> I'm not a fan of, of, of public health policy because public health policy is basically mass medicating the entire globe even though we're very individualized based upon our you know environmental location our diet our genetics the things that we do in our life the things that we eat that we don't eat um the medications that we're on the vitamins that we take and so on um you know and and now we had this also this this whole vaccine issue which was forced upon a lot of people and and you know probably helped people and also hurt people so um you know it's I'm and not we've a got fan fluoride of fluoride in the water, whether we like yeah. it or not. Yeah, fluoride in the water is another one. Not a fan. Not a yeah. fan at all. Um, but it it's not really public health, though, is it? Um, because if it was public health, it would have a benefit. Well, and I don't like being an, a conspiracy theorist uh, or labeled as such, but you're in I, good company here. Don't worry. Yeah, I just, I just wonder what is the long game here. You know, if, if, if folic acid is known to affect the synthesis of neurotransmitters, thereby dumbing the population down, if it is known to reduce cardiovascular health, thereby increase the risk of cardiovascular disease in the population, you know, and then they'll say, you know, Ben, you're, you're an idiot because look at all the research and the benefits of folic acid. Well, yeah, but are you also looking at a lot of other factors and why don't we pay attention more to the negatives? Why do you always shine a light on the positives when there are negatives glaring at you in the face and you're just completely discounting them? And uh, they say, well, it's, it's for the benefit of, of the mass population. You, you know, the select few that do not have benefit, you know, we're sorry about that, but we're, we're aiming for the general population. Well, the general population, they could just eat, you know, leafy green vegetables and more meat. Well, it wouldn't be meat. hard to convince people of that with the right uh, approach and the um, you know the um, the intensity of it. I mean, look look how smoking was taken apart. Look how drink driving was stopped. Uh, it's possible to change or educate people into new behaviors that are beneficial. Yeah, and if if a, you know if a, a husband and wife have a, a kid. And you know, their their firstborn had a neural tube defect or they lost a baby, they're gonna say, damn, what happened here? And they'll go to the doctor and say, Well, the doctor said, Well, you have your baby had a you know spina bifida, a, a severe if you have a severe form of spina bifida, the baby will die. Um, you know, either before birth or at birth, um, or very soon after. If he has a very you know minor form of spina bifida, like a neural tube defect, just a small one, they won't die. They'll just have you know have surgical repair, um, you know after delivery, and, and they'll be fine. But will they actually be fine? Because they were born with a birth defect, which is signaling a methylation problem, and methylation is also associated with all sorts of other things in, in humans. And the real thing I ask for is like, okay, if if neural tube defects are a problem and spina bifida is a problem and research knows it's a methylation problem, what are all the nutrients associated with to support healthy methylation? Well, folate is one, real folate, mm. not folic acid. And then you have choline. Where's choline come from? Eggs, meat. Is a, those are two big ones, eggs and meat. And then you vitamin B12 is needed for healthy methylation as well. That comes from red meat. That's the only source, well, in, in organs like liver. So those, those three 
nutrients are extremely important to support a healthy methylation. 90%, well, 90% of pregnant women are deficient in choline. They are not consuming 90. enough choline during pregnancy. It's a big number. It's a huge number. And, and there's an adequate intake, adequate intake, meaning barely sufficient, not an optimal intake. But here in the US, I don't know if you, what you guys call it, but in the US, we call it adequate intake. And I just did a, re, a presentation to a group of doctors in North Carolina uh, last weekend. And in this research, I talked about choline and how 90% of pregnant women are deficient in choline, which is associated with things like spina bifida and neural tube defects. It's the exact same reason why New Zealand uh, is pushing for folic acid enrichment in, in your flowers, okay? And the flowers that you eat, not you sniff and smell and give on Women's Day. Probably um, get more, you get more from them, eating them. Than yeah, you probably would. Eat rose petals and rose leaves. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but, um, you know, they, they don't, they don't deal with the, the choline issue. And there's research that's been done. If a pregnant woman, hear this, if a pregnant woman consumes twice the adequate intake of choline, so from 450 milligrams to about 900 milligrams of choline a day while pregnant, that child, the risk of dementia goes down oh, wow. significantly for their entire life. Gee, okay. So research done by a, a Dr. Zeisel here in the US, I believe is a US doctor, done tremendous amounts of research on choline. And, you know, why aren't they putting choline in foods? Because that so would be massive. Everyone talks about, you know, the dementia problem. Yes, it's a huge problem. And then we have this huge thing that meat is causing global warming and, and is the number one issue of climate change. Where, but you know, I can be sitting here in Seattle and there is a, you know, no offense to vegans and vegetarians at all. Um, you know, but your avocados in Seattle are not grown in Seattle. They're probably grown somewhere very warm and tropical, maybe all the way in Florida, and they're shipped here by an airplane, which uses a lot of fossil fuels. Yeah. And then trucks <laughs> to get to yeah. your plate in Seattle. So don't think that you're saving the planet by eating an avocado instead of meat. So, you know, meat can be trucked from a long distance as well, but. But that's you know, a good point because you do assume kind of that uh, the produce is local or semi-local usually, but. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean, do. We, we get bananas from the Philippines, you know, um, we can, we could grow them here, but they, and they get fumigated because there are pests in those countries that aren't here. So the the beautiful bananas that turn up in the supermarket have um, you know come through a process of burning bunker oil for about two weeks, uh, had all sorts of stuff sprayed over them. Um, just saying, you know. Um, hearing you speak though, it sounds like, and and I agree, you don't want to come across as some sort of conspiracy theorist or anything like that. But it seems every effort is made under the guise of of doing good to prevent people receiving their needs, their nutritional needs, and at a very basic level. It seems that everything sort of pushes people away from that. that that's my impression hearing hearing you. Yeah, you know, we're, we're not infants that need to be coddled. You know, if, if we, you are informed that, you know, if you point a gun to your head and pull the trigger, it's going to kill yourself. And, and uh, if you touch a hot stove, you're going to burn yourself. Um, 
you know, and, and some people still do that. Some people still drive drunk. Some people still shoot guns the wrong way. Um, mistakes happen, but generally speaking, you know, I do believe that humans have their own personal choice. If they want to live optimally, they will eat better. And by but they forcing... have to know, though, don't they, Doctor Lynch? Yes, they have, to have the knowledge. That's the thing. Yes, and that's ignorance, true. Ignorance is not going to help. No, it's it's and it is not bliss. <laughs> no, it's the opposite of bliss. You know, and when here in the United States in schools, kids are taught the food pyramid. Well, how's the food pyramid created? The food pyramid is created by lobbyists. Hmm. So you know, milk industry, the grain industry, the cattle industry. The herbicide and pesticide industry—they're all—they're all involved in these things. Like, who's going to get the bigger piece of the pie, and and what have you? It's like, oh, Ben, you know, whatever. But you know, they've—they've got—they rated harm like horrible cereal. Lucky Charms was <laughs> higher rated in terms of a nutrient dense food than meat recently here in the U.S. And Lucky Charms is a completely synthetic garbage form of breakfast cereal. Yeah, how could out of you compare box. the two? I don't know. I don't know. And and Joe Rogan uh posted it on his on his Instagram as well. And he's like, what the hell? Lucky charms better than meat? Are you serious? Um so it's a joke almost actually. Even yeah. That, even the name makes it a joke up against yeah, meat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh no, give me some of that go that. to the butcher and buy some lucky charms. Yeah. So I, I, I just, my goal of, of, for you hearing this is, and, and sharing this is, is look, you know, if, if you are struggling with a, you know, spina bifida or neural tube defects in your child, eat more meat. If you're vegetarian, then supplement with real nutrient dense foods, like having a real salad or soups. I worked with a, a couple that had a baby with a severe form of spina bifida and the baby was uh, born dead and they consulted with me and they're like, Dr. Lynch, I, you know, we, we really want to try again, but we're scared. What do we do? And I said, the doctor recommended that we take four milligrams of folic acid. And because we had a folic acid deficiency, which has caused, you know, our baby being born dead. And uh, I said, well, yes, you had a neural tube defect and well, uh, that was different. It was, it was a severe form of spina bifida. Yeah. I said, but we are not going to put you on four milligrams of folic acid. We're going to have you change your diet. You're going to eat more soups. What were you eating before? Oh, I wasn't really eating much during pregnancy. I was more sick and what have you. And, and so I said, you know, instead of the fo uh, folic acid, we're going to give you folinic acid. We're going to give you methylfolate, the two active forms of folate in your body. You supplement with those. You'll eat more meat. You'll eat a lot of salads. And um, she says, okay. And she goes, you know, and I don't take the folic acid. I said, correct. Don't take the folic acid. So, and she goes, okay. So she didn't, they now have two healthy babies and right. um, they're very, very happy. And um, you know, she was, she did, she put the work in and, mm -hmm. you know, it, I keep talking about she and the woman here, but, and this is not often talked about, but men, you too also have to change your ways because Recurrent miscarriage in women or just miscarriage in women could also be caused by the man. Because what happens is if the male sperm is unhealthy, it's providing a fertilized egg with unhealthy chromosomes. And somehow during development, there is a 
uh, evaluation of the chromosomes. And if the male chromosomes are unhealthy, it'll just abort the baby. Just reject them. It'll just reject it. And it's just like, you know, nature knows best. So what is that mechanism? What is, what is wrong with these chromosomes? They always blame it on the woman, but recurrent miscarriage can be caused by the men's sperm being unhealthy and folic acid can cause, um, there's a term for it, uh, pseudo, what is it? Some, something pseudo sperm, something that's, that's caused by folic acid. Yeah. So if men are consuming higher amounts of folic acid, it could actually reduce their fertility. <laughs> yeah. Here we go so, again, 180 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Again, what is truly the aim of, you know, enriching our foods? And I love how they call it enriching because it's not enriching you at all. It's actually significantly harming you. And we know that Roundup sprayed on foods is a problem yet it continues to be. We know that organophosphates and bisphenol A and any plastic is a significant problem for our human human bodies. No problem. It's still being done. So um, I, I just say that, I'll just say it, big pharma has got their hands in too much power. And um, the last few years, they made even more billions of dollars, which has now leveraged their power to, to do anything they want. And if you have neurotransmitter deficiencies caused by folic acid enrichment, you sell more Prozac. If you have cardiovascular issues due to folic acid, you sell more cardiovascular drugs. Um, and it's not going to kill people, but it's going to, you know, long-term, you know, f- eating of this stuff every single day, it's going to cause a problem. So eat local, eat real foods. You guys probably have more sheep than humans in that country. Still, I think, um, yeah. 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 So, you know eat meat if you're if if you want to eat meat and you know well, meat is being demonized local. meat is being demonized here under the the guise of protecting the climate or trying to roll back climate change because of methane emissions from cattle so you know there's talk now of of shrinking down the meat industry ultimately because of that so there there's a kind of a war from all angles on this you see yeah, that's true. And, and and let me just spin it a little bit interesting angle. I eat meat. My digestion's great. Same. I don't fart as much. <laughs> okay. I'm not producing <laughs> methane in the environment. Okay. If, I eat, contributing beans, to... <laughs> if I eat a bunch of beans, yeah. I'm going to be a fart factory and, and making a lot more methane. So, and the person who's recommending uh, this artificial meat stuff Bill Gates, my neighbor, he literally lives 20 minutes south of me. Literally. Okay. Um, I get to his house by boat from my place. And no, we don't hang out at all. I was going to say, when was the last time you caught up with him? (laughs) No, no, no. Um, That guy is uh, not a picture of health. So that's interesting. No, you're right, I think. Yeah. 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 He is, looks very unhealthy. I mean, he's got, he's got, his breasts are, four times bigger than my wife's. No offense to my wife. I love your breasts, but you know, Bill, you should not be having breasts. Yeah. Right. So is he someone, does he look like someone who's living on all these kind of uh, symptom relieving pharma products? Do you think so that uh, exemplar of someone who's alive, but not healthy? Yeah. I mean, you just look at pictures of him. You know, just Google Bill Gates and and uh, look at his pictures, you yeah. know. And then if you look at, you know, one of the most uh, 
I, I would guess carnivore diet and the vegetarian diet are at war with each other. And, um, you know, it's, they it's, are. it's political. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of political too. Right. Food choice is now politics. Yeah. And my buddy, Paul Saladino here in the U S carnivore MD on, on, uh, on Instagram, you know, he's a, he's a picture of health. He looks great. Um, you know, and he doesn't say that if you're not eating, you know, if you're vegetarian, that you're wrong. He's just saying, if you're vegetarian, you don't feel good, then consider eating more meat. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I do think that, uh, you know, I think in the U S our military uses 70% of the fossil fuels in the U S 70%. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, why, why not cut that down a little bit? Why, yeah. why don't we alter this? Um, so I yeah, don't know. And there's, and there's a war in Ukraine that can't be doing much for pollution of the planet either. So you know, people make uh, choices. I mean, it's obvious, isn't it? Um, that if, if the food industry want to produce synthetic food, let's say it's probably not even food, but you know, um, constructed food that doesn't have the natural components, then they need a product like this to be able to do that, don't they? Yeah. Otherwise you and, can't claim it's, it's anything. And if you, if you walk around here in the U.S., and I think it's the same in New Zealand when I was there, if you walk around the perimeter of the store, you've got your fruits and veggies, you've got your milks, your cheeses, your yogurts, then you have your, your meat and, and then uh, the other row, I forget the other side. If, um, but it's, you know, the perimeter of the store is all your natural, real food. All the interior is just junk. Yeah. Yeah, no, we know that. Yeah, that's talked yeah. about. Yeah, so just... And I'm gluten-free anyway. I rarely eat bread. Um, so just don't eat bread as much. So well, we, we have this thing coming in in August. It will happen. So listeners listening to this, um, and I know, you know, we, we, you, you're not making diagnoses or anything, but you're, we're getting the benefit of your knowledge. Uh, after this point in August, do you avoid as many of the flowers as possible or seek out um, yeah. flowers that uh, don't have folic acid in them and leave the mass produced bread? Don't go near it. Is that what you would say? Yeah. And I think you're going to feel better anyway. You know, I, I do think you'll feel better anyway. Um, so uh, yeah, just, just leave it alone, but it's going to be on your noodles too. Um, you know, and you are going to get exposed to it. You are going to eat it. And don't, don't freak out, you know, it will relieve your system. You know, if, if you have some, it's okay. But if you eat a lot of it all the time, it is not okay. You're going to be yeah. dumb and emotional, uh, yeah. un emotionally unstable. I'm seeing a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and if you eat, if your diet consists mainly of processed foods anyway, you, you're probably already emotionally unstable. So adding folic acid, you probably wouldn't notice the difference. Um, so it just might amplify it a bit more. Can you see uh, any, 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 anything on the horizon where, you know, people sort of wake up to all of this at some sort of scale, which would push Oh, the, the population is already waking up. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. 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 The problem is that people who are awake are also the people who are getting censored and, and quote unquote canceled right. um, and, and pulled off the social media and YouTube. I get interviewed. Uh, and then uh, if, people put my name in the, in the title of YouTube and they try to load the video. Oftentimes YouTube will just reject it. So they'll remove my name from the title of the video, upload it, get it uploaded, and then they'll edit 
afterwards and put my name in the title of the video. So I am heavily, um, wow. what's called okay. shadow banned. Yeah. yeah. Shadow banned. Yeah. Yeah. Heavily. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Not surprised, but boy, they, they really know who to keep an eye on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they do not like me here in the U S um, for multiple reasons. And, and, um, you know, folic acid, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of, you know, against folic acid and enrichment of folic acid. And, um, you know, there's all sorts of articles and people on social media that are trying to target me and, and are targeting me. Um, you know, genuinely, do you think, or are they, cause you wonder, you know, uh, uh, some of these well trolls, let's call them trolls. Are they, are they sort of put up to it or is it their job? I think it's their job. I think they're actually paid, um, to do this, you know, I, you can tell who is, you know, if somebody is really concerned about something, they'll comment in a certain way yeah, and they'll want to learn mean. more. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm totally cool with that. You know, if you don't agree with me, no problem, hmm. but if you're just extremely rude and emotional and angry and, you know, say you're an idiot or a quack and that's just, you just leave it at that. That's, that's just insightful and, uh, does no good. I mean, science, let's debate, but the, the room for debating is also out the window. You can't question it anymore. Dr. Ben Lynch. And if anybody is interested in following you more, maybe it's a good uh, opportunity to mention uh, a good drop-off point, like website, something like that. Well, despite being shadow banned, you can find <laughs> me on, on, <laughs> on YouTube and uh, drbenlynch.com. And then also uh, Instagram, I tend to be more active at drbenlynch. Okay. Well, you won't get any trolley comments from our lot. I can tell yeah. you that. Thanks for coming on the program. All the best. Yeah. Pleasure, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.